Welcome to the 90s Narrative Podcast. another episode of the 90s narrative podcast today is the day that we discuss episode three titled off with a bang yes um but before we get started last week we introduced a new segment um so we're going to do that again this week and we're just going to share a few history tidbits um but this time around i figured we could compare like prices of certain things between Mm -hmm. each of the three years and um current time 2021 so um this isn't necessarily like 100% accurate because I feel like just depending on where you get your information, it could vary a little, but I kind of checked a couple of different sources. So they're all kind of within the same like ballpark. So a loaf of bread, um, in 1993 cost $1.57. Um, it went up two cents in 1994. Um, and then in 1995 it was $2 and two cents. Now today in two, uh, 2021 it's $2.50 so it hasn't gone up too much mm-hmm. however you have like all the fancy bread now or yeah. like the super cheap bread that's like 80 cents so it kind of depends but like just your average loaf of bread is pretty much within that ballpark uh-huh. um gallon of gas which I'm sure there's a lot of people that are thrilled to think about this um <laughs> In 1993, the average cost of uh, a gallon of gas was $1.16. 1994 and 1995 shared the same amount, which was $1.09, which went down a little. And then today, the average cost of a gallon of gas is $3.17. It's wild. It's terrible. Like, I'm so glad that I don't have to travel as much in the summer because Mm -hmm. that honestly saves me a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's ridiculous, but, you know, politics and and fun things like that. And then the last thing um, is cost of monthly rent. yeah, Yeah, when I saw this, this was the most wild one for me. I was like, wow. Yeah, and I gotta say, as somebody who has been trying to find a place to live, um, I gave up on looking for an apartment and renting a house and figured I'd buy because Mm -hmm. this is ridiculous. So, in 1993 and 1994, because they're only a dollar apart, we had the cost of monthly rent as $532 and $533, which would be a dream Mm -hmm. around this time never would happen again god no in 1995 it went up a little bit to 550 dollars and in 2021 the current average of uh the cost of monthly rent is 1200 dollars which is why my heart i know like my god why do we make it so hard for people to like want to move out to their own place. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's really something. Also, um, we didn't put it, but just like, even just in talking with like my parents or with people, I'm the type to like always go to concerts. Oh, yeah. And like my parents tell me like prices when they used to go to concerts and like us now. And I'm just like, that's like more than double. They used to pay like $20, $25 for concerts. Whereas like now we pay like 
125 to like $250. Yeah. Depending on who it is, where it is. What kind and of I'm package. Like, yeah. And I'm like, this is wild. Yeah. Um, like, my parents have told me like several concerts that they have gone to. And I'm like, yeah, I've been to like three and I'm a couple years from being 30 and they're like oh yeah like we went to Bon Jovi and all this and I'm like Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson and I'm like what in the world how do you afford things like that but it's because the price of things have just escalated since then so yeah it is wild to me how different things are but that's all about inflation and you know that fun stuff that we get to deal with now oh yeah (laughs) so now that we're done with that depressing realization (laughs) um, we get to go ahead and move on to uh, the events from this episode yes which take place on july 4th yes which i don't celebrate oh i do (laughs) as it's it's like a july 1st so close enough yeah i mean yeah it's within the same week yeah so we'll just (laughs) pretend it's for both of us definitely Yes, so 4th of July, 1993. I, the way that they started this episode with like Jeanette filling out the magazine with the like, what kind of girlfriend are you? Nostalgic. I love it. I was like, oh my God, I used to love those. I used to literally, even if I didn't buy the magazine, if I was like at the grocery store and I saw the, the J14 magazines, I'd literally like, while my mom was like doing groceries, flip through it and like do the quiz just to like see what I would end up with and like then, in like, your head leave it there yeah yes me too I used to have so many magazine subscriptions like J14 Tiger Beat mm-hmm. um I had like yes I had like five different subscriptions at one time <laughs> and I just want to apologize to my mother because I can't imagine how expensive that was for like 13 year old me so shout out yeah. to you but yeah this was like the best beginning I could have I asked like, for. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, yeah. And but oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. So we just see um, Jeanette take off her glasses for like a moment because she like she says "ew," so I'm assuming they're dirty. Um, yeah. And I can relate to that. And her mom, mm-hmm. Cindy, um, like suggests that she give contact lenses another try um, because she's like so beautiful. Like you know, it's kind of like the mom thing. You want your your daughter to try out new things as they get older and whatnot Mm -hmm. but Jeanette gave the same exact reason that I did for not wanting contacts it's because she hates touching her eyes Mm -hmm. and I want to give a little story time on this because it's so stupid looking back but um when I was trying to switch over to contacts um I could not touch my eyes it freaked me out and the eye doctor was like well obviously you need to figure this out before you can get contacts so to motivate myself I sat down on my floor that night I got like a a mirror set it up against the wall and I grabbed one of those magazines I was just talking about and pulled a Joe Jonas poster out of it (laughs) and hung it up on the wall next to the mirror to motivate me to touch my eye (laughs) I love that and that is how I learned how to put contacts in sadly so thanks Joe Jonas (laughs) Jonas, shout out to you. You are the reason that I matured and did not look like a an eight-year-old anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. But, like, also, 
like I do get that like you can change your um view on it like you know like you like pushed yourself with Joe Jonas definitely but our girl over here Jeanette like a year later she's not wearing contacts no more True. like we can see it at, like no more glasses no more braces so it's like I think it's like more of like her look now like you know she's focusing more on like her looks and like having to look like you know Kate and Kate doesn't wear no glasses right I, I, her motivation was very different than mine but that's okay yeah you mm-hmm. we're all different here <laughs> yeah and so continuing on with um the 4th of July we see them watching a news report that's talking about the 4th of July celebrations and like a firework goes off on the news yes and like Jeanette like just seems so fascinated whereas like her mom yeah she's like oh my god like she was like so disturbed by it yeah whereas like Jeanette's just like this is cool right (laughs) I was kind of like weirded out by like her fascination with it she's like (gasps) and I'm like yeah you're thrilled about the idea of someone almost getting killed by a firework on the news like, on the news that's so weird but defending okay. jacob this yeah. is like some jacob it is it is like <laughs> i'm like oh no <laughs> yeah well let's, let's not turn into uh jacob oh, no. please don't emotionless <laughs> so so then later on we see Jeanette with mallory and vincent and they're talking about um, number nine on their summer bucket list, which is to swipe mm-hmm. contraband from each of their homes. And they all had very different ideas of this, which I thought was funny. And it kind of <laughs> it reflects, so like, each of their personalities. And yeah. so Mallory is the first one to go, and she holds up <laughs> marijuana <laughs> in a plastic baggie. And she says it was Janice's, which is her mom. And she, like, stores it in, like, her bathroom cabinet in her tampon box. All right. Um, Then we have Vincent, who brought his grandma's cooking sherry. And then, so, quite not quite as bad as, you know, bringing drugs because you Mm -hmm. use it to cook. But still, yeah. And then Jeanette says that she took her brother Derek's, one of his um, magazines, mature magazines. Mm -hmm. And... Jeanette is just shocked that Mallory would bring drugs. And the way yeah. that she says it, she's like, I brought a magazine with boobs. You brought drugs. <laughs> like, I very different. Dying. Yes. You can see they all have, like, different perspectives on, like, what this list is, you know? Like, how intense oh, yeah. they're going to be with this list. <laughs> yes. And, again, it just reflects their personalities so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mallory says that she's never actually smoked pot. She's just, like, gotten a contact high when she went to a concert the previous summer with her uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, like, seems, like, really enthusiastic about this. And um, Jeanette just tells them, like, we're not going to smoke that because the the summer bucket list says to, like, swipe something, not to actually consume it. And Vincent agrees with her. And Mallory just seems kind of upset because they're saying that it's something that's wrong. And she's kind of on this idea of like, who are you to decide what's right and wrong in life? Um, and I think it's a good thing that Jeanette's dad, Greg, kind of interrupts them to tell Mallory that her mom wants her home. Yeah. Because I feel like that could have escalated very quickly. However, Mallory, I'm pretty sure, thinks her mom has noticed that her stash is gone and that's 
just from like the look on her face, I think that's what's going through her mind, even though it's not mm -hmm. what she says. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so like Jeanette and Vincent now are alone in her room, <laughs> and they're like trying to get rid of the pot. Like they're freaking out. Yeah. Cause like let's be real, if you would have been caught at their age with pot in your room. Right. That's my parents would have killed me. Oh, yes. No, thank you. Especially, I would not want to live through that. Yeah, so um, the first thing that they're thinking is to give it away. And I really <laughs> laughed when I heard that one because I was just like, give it away. Like, not even like, I have, like somebody like, oh, I'll pay you for it. Like, I'll just give it away. And Vincent's like, um, I'm pretty sure that's drug dealing. <laughs> and I'm like, mm hmm. Yeah. You'll become drug dealers. Yep. Yes, good thinking. Vincent's like, let's bury it in the yard. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> Jeanette is worried that, like, she'll have literally, like, marijuana plants in her backyard. She's going to have a marijuana garden. Just, <laughs> she's ready. If you really want to go down that path, Jeanette. Listen, I mean, and, then they, and, then, and then they just give it away to people and yes. start drug dealing as well. There you go. They've just made their own business. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> but um, then Jeanette comes up with the idea to, like, flush it down the toilet. Yeah. And, like, Vincent is pretty, like hesitant on it he's like well Mallory's gonna be and she's like well it's the best idea right and so we then see Jeanette and Vincent playing Jenga and Mallory comes back and she's just telling her that like she's just telling them that like she had to go home because her mom couldn't find the remote while watching like old movies and she's like well that means like she needs her stash right and Jeanette tells her like Jeanette's like giggling at this point and I'm just like, why are you giggling right now? Like, this is not funny. I, <laughs> like, I do have to say, though, like, the fact that Mallory's mom, like, has this connection with, like, old movies and smoking pot. Like, that is that is really weird. <laughs> I don't know how those yep. two things are connected. And, like, how old are these movies? <laughs> right. Like, like are well we... movies. Yeah, are we talking about, like, black and whites? Or are we talking about, like, I don't know, 70s? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, the 80s? I don't yeah. know. But like, old movies would, like, for 1993, old movies wouldn't be the 80s. Right. But those would, be, like, the, those would be, like, the stoner movies. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, I mean, they could be old, too, like, Mallory, because they would have been, like, just coming out, maybe, True. when she was born or young. So maybe in her mm -hmm. mind they're old, but in reality they're probably, like, 10 years old yeah so, whatever so basically she's giggling and then she tells Mallory that she flushed them and mm -hmm. like Mallory is super like not happy at all no and she's like Jeanette's just like well I was trying to help and I'm like no you weren't how did and that help anybody except for herself without it getting just in trouble helps herself but like she could have like hit it like she hides other things like mm -hmm. why don't you just hide that and so Mallory's like, yeah, you helped me get grounded. Thanks a lot. Mm -hmm. And Vincent takes Mallory's side by going after her right. because he did know, he did warn Jeanette that this is how she would react. Mm -hmm. So um, wasn't the best for Jeanette there with Mallory. Like that really wasn't right. like a happy moment the, for them. Right. Not the best uh, uh, judgment 
in this situation. No. So, like you said, like, just hide it under your mattress or in your jewelry box that you hide so many other things in. Like Exactly. She not puts, that like, freaking Mr. Harris's keys there, so. Yeah, which is so creepy. But mm-hmm. more on that. Yeah. Um, more on that this episode. So, <laughs> so, then we actually cut to Jeanette telling her mom about flushing the drug. So, I mean, shout out to her for feeling comfortable enough to, like, talk to her parents about this. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I don't know if I could Probably. do that. Like I I feel like if I if I had had the same experience as Jeanette with like not actually being guilty of anything, mm-hmm. I I think my parents would accept that and be willing to help, but like I don't think I could come forward and tell them. So, yeah. But shout out to her and she explains that Mallory is mad at her and her mom's just like that's normal like friends drift away sometimes and I feel like Jeanette really doesn't want to accept that they could be drifting away and we see you know obviously in the other two years they've definitely drifted um it's there's really no question on whether or not they're they're friends they're just not Mm -hmm. um and then Cindy brings up how Kate could be a good friend for Jeanette and Mm -hmm. This is where I was like, whoa, because we hear a completely yeah. different side of the story that we heard from Kate's mom last episode, because Kate's mom was like, oh, yeah, like, Cindy used to follow me all over the place, and, you know, I'm pretty sure I could have, like, you know, had her husband, and she wanted mine, and I'm just now hearing Cindy's side. She says that Kate's mom used to follow her around all the time. And that um, Kate's first husband, or not Kate, Kate's mom's first husband, um, was interested in Cindy. And she's pretty sure that she could have had Rod as well, which is Kate's stepfather. And she Mm -hmm. sounds really proud about this. Yeah. Um, So I'm not quite sure who to believe. I know, because they both sound really convincing. Right, and I'm like, how how do you, why would you tell your child this, though? It's so weird to me mm-hmm. that you, like, are proud to tell your daughter, like, oh, yes, all these men were after me in high school. I'm like, that's yeah. creepy. Um, I feel like, though, I'm leaning more towards Cindy just because I feel like Kate's mom has, like, this need to prove herself. Yeah, and also, um, Kate, um, Jeanette did mention in this episode, though, that her mom was um captain of the cheerleading squad did she not so right yeah so like i feel like if she was like the popular girl Mm -hmm. it would have made more sense that they were after cindy let me tell y'all that stereotype is like so annoying yes because i was not popular in high school and i was a cheerleader (laughs) <laughs> you're like false yeah I was totally fine with it though I liked my little group mm-hmm. but yeah every time Same. I see that in movies I'm just like who gets Ugh. it in their head that like cheerleaders are automatically popular I know people hated the cheerleaders at my school <laughs> very different um he was hated you heard it here first yes well not hated <laughs> but they just didn't really appreciate us mm-hmm. um And so then um, Cindy just tells Jeanette, like, hey, maybe a peace offering for Mallory would be a good idea so that Mm -hmm. she could forgive you. Like, I mean, that's decent advice. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now this is where we get to like the messed up part of 1993. Yes, this is um, where we really start to see things kind of lead down the path of where 94 and 95 are. Yeah, I'm just like, Jeanette, are you normal? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, we see that she's knocking at Mr. Harris's door and no one answers. So she uses the key to enter the house. In what world is this okay? <laughs> and I'm just like, is she good? And she even walks in there and it's like, Mr. Harris, like she's calling out. And I'm like, yeah, you just broke into this dude's house. Like you're basically like, admitting you have a key. If I, he was there, exactly. If he was there, what were you going to say? Like, oh, oh, I have a key from last time. Hey, right. That's so weird. Come on, Jeanette. You're smarter than that. I'm like, come on. And um, so she takes this time to look through um, his books and she finds like a Widow Falls yearbook. So she like, it's like, oh my God, like this is where you were before type of thing. Right. And um, we see her bring the yearbook then to Mallory's house as a okay. peace offering. Because obviously stealing something was part of their list and this is somewhat like messed up now because like how else would you steal it than like breaking in or you know right. having I, a key i don't think uh your mom meant to break into someone's house in order to get the mm -hmm. peace offering i'm just gonna say that <laughs> yeah and um mallory accepts the peace off offering um, but, like, no questions asked. Like, not even, like, how did you get right. in to get this? Yeah, she doesn't really seem to think there's an issue. And, um, like, also, do they know that she still has the key? Or is, like, she just keeping this a secret ooh, from everybody? Good question. It just came to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she probably wouldn't have told them. Yeah. I feel like she like, gets, like, the thrill. She it. Yeah. I feel like she would get, like, the thrill out of, like, knowing it's just her mm -hmm. that knows about it. Um... But yeah, so then Mallory just invites her in to have some beach rolls and mm -hmm. everything's just well and great. Everything's back to normal. Yeah. Um, and uh, later on that night, <laughs> I'm pretty 1993 sure... 1993 wasn't messed, en messed up enough. Right. I was completely taken by surprise. Jeanette's in her room, and she takes a joint out of her jewelry box, and she, like, stands in front of the mirror and pretends to, like, smoke it. And I'm like, one, did you... Where did you get it? Did you take that out of the baggie and then flush the rest? Or wh why did we keep that? <laughs> if, you're, if you have, like, such a moral issue with having it in your house, why mm -hmm. did you keep it in your jewelry box? Yeah. Like, I feel like this is, like, her breaking out of her shell. Oh, definitely. She didn't and break. She, like, like, exploded out of her shell. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was, like, very... <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sh like, it's her, her friends list. Like, this just made her, like, do all of this. Like, this brought out some confidence yeah. in Jeanette that she did not have before. Right. I mean, yeah, we've kind of seen it escalate since, like, that first episode where she was, mm -hmm. like... She was totally against doing things illegal, and then she was super, like, thrilled after, like, they broke into the house the first time, and now she's got joints hidden in her jewelry box, and... Yeah. Yeah, it's... It is wild to me to see how quickly this progressed over, like, two weeks, but... Normal things. Yeah, it, definitely. I don't... See, she's got way more guts than I do, and I'm almost twice her mm -hmm. age, so... <laughs> it's... Yeah. It's crazy. 
Oh, Jeanette. Yeah. And so now we get to 1994. And so we see that the news this year, although it's still on the 4th of July, mm-hmm. their focus is not on the 4th of July, but more on the investigation oh, and yeah. the kidnapping of Kay and the how Kay will share her story soon. And, like, Cindy tells Jeanette's brother that if she, star- she like, shares the story, like, people will start thinking badly about them and, like, Jeanette. And Jeanette's brother's like, listen, people already know, like, I was yeah. invited to two parties and dad has, like, people canceling their house listings because of, like, the rumors. Yeah. My question is, does Cindy never leave the house? Like, exactly. how do you not... How are you not aware of the fact that people are spreading rumors about your daughter? Like, how do you not notice Mm -hmm. people staring at you or anything like this? Like, we saw it already last episode when he went, when the brother went to that party, right? Yeah. Right away, the minute he entered, everybody just looked at him and started whispering. Does she not go to the grocery store? Does she not go to the gym anymore? Right. Does she not live like Lori and defending Jacob and just (laughs) feel uncomfortable wherever she goes? Like, what does this woman do? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. And like she's just like very delusional. Like she's like um kind of like Andy in this point, yes. like you know, cuz like <laughs> Andy's like just always thought of him as being as like Jacob being innocent. And like I feel like Cindy's just like so like closed off to like people like believing these rumors. Like she just thinks like no, uh-huh. like people won't believe it. Like it's not true. So why would they believe it? Definitely. I And I'm like, oh no. Yeah, later on um actually in a little bit i made kind of the similar comparison between this show and defending jacob because oh i did a couple times too yeah i'm like wow you sound like andy or wow you sound Mm -hmm. a whole lot like Lori. and we've already compared jeanette to jacob so we're not far off (laughs) we're not far off we we really picked the right show oh definitely um and so the whole time that this interaction is happening between cindy and the brother um Jeanette is laying on the couch like out of their view yeah apparently and she was like, reading beforehand mm-hmm. and also I, f- I feel like she must feel like uncomfortable as well because like she knows that all these rumors are happening like she knows she knows the true story of like if it actually happened or not but right and I mean she she's got to be uncomfortable because she doesn't feel safe telling her parents like how she got the black eye in the first episode so it's like she's kind of starting to see how this whole thing is escalating from like oh my ex-boyfriend punched me in the face like because he thinks i Mm -hmm. did something whereas now it's like the whole town thinks she did something and her parents and yeah are finally finding out about it so that's got to be hard yeah um so then we see derek which is jeanette's brother talking to greg and um he he tells greg that jamie gave jeanette the black eye um instead of the volleyball accident and greg doesn't really seem all that concerned at first um like he's he's kind of under this impression that like whatever rumors are going on like he's shocked that people are taking them seriously um and Derek really seems to be the only person in this family that is worried about Jeanette and the situation, mm-hmm. which I honestly, I love that. I love that he's like, you know, he's not the adult 
and he's noticing how severe everything is becoming yeah and he's like trying to make greg realize how bad this is by telling him like jamie hit your daughter my sister Mm -hmm. and again like it it's so hard to see like that greg at that point yeah he he realizes like okay you're right this is this is an issue and i like that uh that derek is like so protective of jeanette and doesn't choose to listen to the rumors he like is actually Mm -hmm. standing up for her and trying to do something that's right well you can tell that like even like in the past episodes even though he's older than her um he like still like you know usually the older brother like bugs the younger sister especially when like she's like the nerdier type you know Uh but like you can see that they have like a close relationship like he pretty much like they pretty much speak to each other like and you can tell especially in this moment how protective he is right on defending his sister especially especially after finding out like it wasn't just a volleyball accident you know right it's like they they treat each other as equals even though he is older Mm -hmm. and i just gotta say if i ever had a brother that was older than me or younger than me in general i don't have any siblings i would want Mm -hmm. a a brother like derek because if my parents aren't going to do anything about being hit by somebody i would sure hope that my brother would yeah so oh my brother would my brother's younger but he would do it (laughs) yes go emily's brother (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes so then we see Derek and Greg actually go to Jamie's house and Paula, which is Jamie's um, mother, which I was Ma- not expecting him to be Hispanic at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I liked that, though. I'm like, wow. OK, interesting. Um, and Jamie, like, kind of quickly shows up at the door, like, tells his mom, like, it's OK, like in Spanish. And she leaves and Derek is, like, immediately asking Jamie if he hit Jeanette. Like, he's not beating around the bush whatsoever. And mm-hmm. and he realizes, like, he, he did something wrong, but Derek is, like, ready to fight him. Um, he doesn't really let him get a word in, and Greg luckily stops him and pulls him back, which kind of draws the attention of Paula, and she returns. And then Greg doesn't say it to Paula. He tells Jamie while she's standing there, like, that he will not hit Jeanette or talk to her or even look at her, which really Mm -hmm. catches Jamie's mom off guard, as it should. And so then Paula tells them to leave, and before they do, Jamie tells um, Greg and Derek that Jeanette isn't who they think she is, which causes Derek to want to fight him again, and Greg pulls him back. But, like... I, my, my question is, what is leading him to say that Jeanette is not who they think she is? Exactly. Like, like he had no problems with her right. a couple of days ago when they were dating. Yeah, like, why, like, you just had this conversation in the park the other night, and you're, you you're kissing her, and you, like, kind of listened to her, but it's like, who is she then? Like, I... Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of, like, confused as to, like, what did Jeanette do that would cause Jamie to think that way of her so recently? Yeah. Yeah. So, I questions. Know. I'm like, mm. 
Janie. I also want to say, like, the fact that Jamie's mom is, like, obviously she's shocked about what's, what's going on, but it's, like, it kind of bothers me that she doesn't, like, ask Jeanette's dad, like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Instead, she just tells them to leave. And I'm, like, yeah. uh, if I was a mother, I'd be kind of wondering why you're accusing my son of hitting your daughter. Mm-hmm. So. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's when we see the next scene is a, detect- a, de- a detective and a police officer who are mm-hmm. at the door um, at Jeanette's house. And yeah. they want to ask Jeanette some questions about Kate. And Greg is like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go get Cindy and like, we're going to come. And like, they're like, oh, you're going to be joining. And he's <sighs> like, well, obviously Jeanette is underage. Right. And... What I found interesting was that, like, they seem to have known the male officer because yes. Jeanette called him by his first name. And he's like, well, this is professional. Like, mm-hmm. call me. like he said, like, his last name. And, like, that just goes to show you, like, this is going to be something serious. Yeah. And even Greg, like, he, he, you know, greeted him very friendly. And then um, the officer just kind of, like, told him, like, look, like, this isn't just me hanging out to say hi. This is something mm-hmm. serious that we need to take care of. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's when we see them at the station. And can I just say I was laughing because Cindy was so funny. <laughs> yeah, like, Cindy freaking out was the funniest thing ever to me. Yeah, because like she's just like, oh my god, this is where like you guys like do things and like this and like it smells and i'm just like what right didn't she say something about like oh like this is where you like chop off fingers or something like something so wild and i'm like where do you get that idea from (laughs) you're in a police station i was dying of laughter i was like you're crazy yes but like and you see like jeanette is trying to like calm them down like jeanette is the one like calm trying to reassure her parents that like everything is going to be okay Uh and like the officer's like listen we're just going to ask her questions like with her consent and that's it like they told them we're not arresting her like it's just to ask questions right which i can understand like as a parent that's still got to be terrifying because Mm -hmm. it's it's linked to like what's they already know like the rumors going around so it's like Mm -hmm. your mind automatically jumps like the worst possible scenario yeah for sure a hundred percent yeah. So, um, Jeanette is speaking with the detective and the officer and she tells them that she did not see Kate when she was kidnapped. And that is when they pull out the you go girl necklace that we've seen mm-hmm. each episode. And they ask, well, how did Kate get this then? And Cindy is so nervous. She's freaking out. Um, and Jeanette's like explains like, Oh, like I had one like that, but I threw it away. And the detective asks why. And she just says like, Oh, like my ex friend gave it to me. Mm-hmm. And Jeanette claims the necklace isn't hers. That is probably one of the others from the mall. And I'm just kind of like, how do you know it's not yours? Like yeah. I, I get that you threw it away and all that. If you really did, but, like, how are you so sure to say, that's not mine? Exactly. Also, the thing for me was, like, Cindy's face legit gave me, like, 
defending Jacob, Lori vibes. Yes, I thought the same exact thing because you can like, tell oh she God. is questioning everything now. Yes, I'm like, I'm like now for sure you're like, who the hell is my daughter? Yeah. And I'm like, and this is literally Lori. I'm like, your wheels are turning in your brain and you're going to mess things up. Oh, yes, that's... Uh... <laughs> The, the doubt is going to make things worse. That is for sure. Yeah. And so the officer asks, like, well, why would Kate lie about this? And Jeanette continues and says, well, it might be that I'm dating her ex-boyfriend or um, that uh, she was until they had their fight, of course. Mm-hmm. And the detective asks if they fought about Kate. And Jeanette kind of, like, stumbles over her words and she doesn't answer before the detective and the officer decide to just leave the family in the room. And I, I'm like, why is it so hard for you to answer that question, though? Like, you could easily have said, well, you know, it was awkward because Jamie was dating her and then she just kid- was kidnapped. And now, you know, obviously we don't really know where we are or what we're doing. Like, mm-hmm. it's easy as that. So I don't know why... She stumbled so hard on that part. Mm-hmm. So. I don't See what happens. Yeah. But now we're at home. Cindy mm-hmm. and Greg are talking. Cindy's pulling out her Lori vibes. I was going to say, this is really when I started comparing Cindy <laughs> to Lori and Greg yeah. to uh, Andy, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, like, Cindy's like, we both know that this necklace is Jeanette. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, look, like, she said it was similar. Like, she didn't say it was hers. <laughs> and Cindy's like, listen, it's the exact same one. Like, Jeanette lied about it. Like, what What else is she lying about? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I get it from both points. But, like, Cindy's doubt about it all is just escalating it. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. you really should believe in your child um, until you have, like, stronger evidence Mm -hmm. to prove anything like these are seven dollar like these are like seven dollar necklaces right yeah these are like the type of necklaces you get at like claire's and like every single girl has (laughs) so like (laughs) that's a throwback (laughs) literally so yes like it's not impossible for us to be like oh well you know kate could have just like bought one yeah and said it was jeanette jeanette's but, like, also the fact that, like, conveniently Jeanette's is gone because, like, she threw it away. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, you sus. I, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Um, I mean, she does say, like, you know, obviously Mallory and her aren't friends. And she does say, like, an ex-friend gave it to me. So I wouldn't really expect her to still have it. But, it yeah, it is it is weird that. You know, she just so happens to not have it anymore when they find this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes for an interesting uh, situation for Jeanette. Oh, yeah. And um, that's when Jeanette comes down the stairs, asks if they're ready for the fireworks. So, like, Cindy goes to get her purse and Jeanette and Greg chat. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can tell, like, Jeanette and Greg are, like, super close. She's probably, like... She's probably close with both, but, like, we've seen her, like, have, like, one-on-one moments with her dad more. So, like, she's probably, like, a daddy's girl. A daddy-daughter duo. Yes, we'd mm-hmm. love to see it. Yeah. 
And that's when he tells her he went to Jamie's house. And Mm -hmm. she's just like, what? Why? And he's like, you know, to make sure that he doesn't touch you. And, like, because, like, I know what happened. And Jeanette's, like, playing dumb. Like, she's just like, no, I told you. Like, it's a volleyball accident. I'm like, shout out to Greg right now. Greg is like, you know what? Like, you're still young. Like, mm-hmm. it's never okay for somebody to hurt you, though. Like, you need to understand this. Yeah. Like, Jeanette is trying to defend Jamie. And he's like, no, we don't lie in this house. Like, I don't want you near him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Greg, I love you. He deserves an award. Yes. Although... I feel like it's Derek's, it's on Derek for making him, you know, yes. kind of recognize this. But yes, oh, I, yeah. I think it's very important for parents to at some point have that conversation with their kids and explain mm-hmm. like, hey, you may be in love with this guy or they might say they're in love with you. But if they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing, then that's not really something you should agree with. So mm-hmm. shout out to him for being the MVP dad we love him. Yes. <laughs> and so they kind of just end their conversation with um, Jeanette asking, like, if he told Cindy yet. Mm-hmm. And he says it's better to wait until after the fireworks or she's going to shoot a Roman candle firework <laughs> straight at the Hensons. And I laughed at this. And so did Jeanette. Like, she did smile, too. And, yeah. yes, I I like that they have the ability to have these serious conversations as well as, like, still keep that bond. And, like, you can still see how close they are and they can make jokes and stuff. It's cute. Yeah. Um, and so now we see Vincent, who's working at the movie store. Mm-hmm. And Kate comes in. Yeah. And then, like, kind of, like, awkward, weird... Uh But, um, like, normal after, like, he just ignores her and lets her do her thing. And, like, Mallory comes in saying, like, she needs a bad movie. And, like, Vincent is just, like, quiet. Like, he's just, like, not talking because, like, Kate is in the store. Yeah. And Mallory notices Kate. And so she kind of, like, just, like, quietly stops talking as well. Uh Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when... Kate goes to the cash and she wants to pay for Silence of the Lambs, Misery, and Groundhog Day. And they're yeah. just like staring at her. Like Vincent yeah. is like low key judging her movies. He is. <laughs> yeah. And she even makes the comment like, oh, Groundhog Day is for my dad. Uh huh. So and, we um, know that she's watching the weird, the creepy, weird movies too. for herself. Yeah, and it's, like, not Halloween. No. No, it's like, for the July. Not the, not the time for these movies. Um, so she just, like, says thanks and, like, leaves without the change. And, yeah. like, when she leaves, Vincent and Mallory, like, right away start talking again. And Vincent comments on, like, how it's weird she's renting movies about people being kidnapped and tortured. That, like, he expected her to, like, rent something more, like, Sleepless in Seattle or Care Bears. Right. And Mallory says, like, maybe it's comforting to her. And he, like, no- like Vincent notices, like, she's not mocking her. Like, she's being serious. And right. I kind of felt the same thing. Like, it's weird to be watching those type of, like, movies. But maybe it's, like, some sort of, like, therapy to her. 
Yeah, like, I mean... It's kind of messed up. But. It is, but I feel like if we're looking at it that way, um, typically, like, let's just use the example of, like, breaking up with a significant other, which is nowhere near the severity of, like, being kidnapped, mm-hmm. but just for the sake of this argument, typically when people break up with someone, they typically watch, like, the sad movies, like, it's sad, mm-hmm. sappy breakup movies, so it's, like... I feel like that's kind of linked to Kate, who's experienced something, so she wants to um, find a way to relate to someone else, even though it's fictional. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the kind of therapy she gets from it. Because um, we 100%. saw in the last episode, like, when she's trying to, like, find someone through, like, the chat rooms, like, you know, she doesn't have anyone in real life to talk about this, so maybe she's trying to find some other avenue to find comfort in. Um, that's related to her experience. But, yeah, I did think it was weird, too, that she would want to watch those at first. Yeah. Groundhog mm-hmm. Day, I was like, oh, like, cool. But then, yeah, Normal. she says it's for her, her dad. So, it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. then, so and then, so, oh. oh, go ahead. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, so, Valerie just invites Vincent over and he says he can't because he's helping a friend. Mm-hmm. And right away, Mallory's like, is it Jeanette? And um, Vince's like, no, no, don't worry about it. And like for a moment, I did really like think he was going to help Jeanette. Yeah. But then we see Vincent is leaving work and he gets into Ben's car. Yes. And Ben asks if Mallory knows about what they're doing and he says no. And I'm just like, ooh, what's happening yeah. here? So, I have two things to say here. Mm-hmm. One, I swear every d- episode, I have the hardest time recognizing Ben. <laughs> so, I figure each time I see some, like, guy interacting with the main characters, I'm like, oh, that's got to be Ben. He just always looks so different for some reason, and I don't know why. <laughs> and the second thing is, I wasn't entirely shocked to see them in the same car, because of how um, Ben and Vincent interacted last episode. Like, when Ben was in, like, that corner store um, mm-hmm. in, it would have been 1993, and he, like, suggests to put, like, shaving cream in the water balloons, he and Vincent kind of, like, share this look. Like, Vincent's kind of, like, looking at him like, oh, hey, like, you're kind of cool. And, you know, so I was kind of like, oh, like, yeah, I'm glad to see that these two are, like, closer and you know, they're in some way, like, friends. Um, I mean, obviously, we haven't really seen a whole lot of, like, that yet. But, yeah, I was I was kind of glad to see, like, how we're seeing these different people venture out from, like, their original friend group. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so we move on to um, Jeanette's family at the firework celebration and they're they're walking around and Jeanette spots Jamie and she like instantly gets like this flirty smile and he like walks off and she like takes off after him and then we see Cindy noticing that everyone around them is talking about them and again this just gives Mm -hmm. off hardcore Lori vibes Mm-hmm. because it's like zoomed in on her face and then we're seeing it like zooms like zoomed in views of everyone else talking about them and I'm just like wow this is not going to go well for her 
pointing to her shopping at five o'clock in the morning. Right. Yes. <laughs> and um, then we see Vincent again. Um, and he tells Ben that Jeanette would never do anything like what Kate is saying that she did. And Ben says, like, if Vincent believes her, then he does too. Which mm -hmm. I appreciate that because Vincent clearly knows her better than a lot of people. And so it's nice to see that, like, someone trusts him enough to believe her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in the next scene, we see Ben and Vincent pull up to, like, a house. And they ask each other, like, are you ready? Uh -huh. They're like, yes. There's no backing down now. So they get there and they get inside and it's like a safe like a safe space for the LGBTQ community. Uh -huh. And you can see like they're kind of shy at first. And then they yes. start like they hold hands and then they go towards like the dance floor and they slowly start dancing. Right. And such a cute moment. Like I was just it like, is. Oh I was hoping was that this is where that was going. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure, but I was like, oh, I have a feeling that this might be something yeah. that happened, so. Yeah, and so that's when we see, like, two older women talking, because they see them, and she's like, listen, like, should we ask them to leave? Like, they're underage. And the other girl is like, no, like, this is a safe space for them and, like, for us. So, like, just let them dance, and, like, we just won't serve them alcohol. Yes. And I found that, like, so touching, because, like, you know, like. Yes. It's 1994. Yeah, so it wasn't as open as it is now. Right. Like, so. it's, it's heartbreaking to think, like, you'd have to have, like, this kind of um, event held in a house where nobody else mm -hmm. can see it. But I'm glad to know that, like, something was available yeah. for them to go to so they could actually express who they are. In 1994, sure. that's a big deal. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad they have that. It was beautiful. Yes. And... Then we cut back to the Turner family, and Jeanette approaches Jamie at the celebration, and she tells him, like, she was questioned by the police. And mm -hmm. he has, like, no sympathy for her. He's just like, yeah, I was too, but wasn't any problem because I have nothing to hide. And mm -hmm. she tells him that she doesn't either, which yeah. I feel like the number of times that Jeanette, like, comes forward and tells people, like, I have nothing to hide, like whatever she's saying like it's not true like I have to think people would start believing her because she doesn't even hesitate to say that mm -hmm. and um she's she's like trying to again like at the park try and make him see like who she is and like um he and Jamie tells Jeanette like he won't abandon Kate because she's back now Mm -hmm. And Jeanette has this weird idea of, like, asking Jamie to talk to Kate so that maybe they can talk to each other about what's going on. And he says, like, he won't do that to Kate. He can't do that. And I'm just kind of like, that's got to be, that would be very hard. I don't, I don't, Yeah. whether or not Jeanette did see Kate, which I still believe that she truly didn't because, you know, Kate mm -hmm. just gave off the vibes that she made it up. But... I feel like I would not want to talk to the person that I'm accusing of doing that. Exactly. Like, that would be just a weird thing to assume for, like, for Jeanette to assume, like, that's okay. For sure. And, um, just to add, like, 
when they were having this conversation, Jamie told her, like, do not make this harder than it is. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she's, like, literally trying to win him back. And when he said, like, he wouldn't abandon Kate, he's like, I can't. Yeah. And for me, like, the way that he said, like, I can't, um, I feel like it's just, like, I had to break up with you because if I didn't, it looked bad that I'd be with the girl who stole my ex, like, my girlfriend's life. Yeah. And like, who may have seen her while she was kidnapped. Yeah, I think it's more so, like, he left Jeanette out of necessity for his image and, mm-hmm. and yeah, because... Like, last episode, like, when Jamie and Kate are talking, like, she's in the bathtub, and, like, she she doesn't seem like she's all that interested in being with him. He mm-hmm. continues to, like, call himself her boyfriend. Like, I'm the same person that I used to be. And it's like, yeah. she doesn't really seem like she wants him around that much, but he's trying to make it so, like, he basically erases his past with Jeanette and only focuses on what he had with Kate to make himself... Feel better? feel better yeah for sure it's it's wild and also just to think that like two episodes before um ben was telling jamie like you've never been happier than right. when you were with Jeanette. yes like that's and I was just gotta say something whole, yeah and now it's just this whole like 360 of, like right. i can't even talk to her I wonder if he feels guilty, too, like, knowing, like, oh, I was so happy with this person that mm-hmm. possibly did this terrible thing to Kate. Yeah, I'm sure that's why he, like, punched her. Oh, yes, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. um, so their conversation finishes off, and this is the last part of 1994, um, with Jamie um, saying that Jeanette was the person who told him that Kate went missing. So, apparently... Jeanette told him first. Nobody else had said anything. Um, and she was the only person who knew. And without another, like, without anything else to say, Kate just says, screw you, and mm-hmm. leaves. And I gotta say, that is a little weird. Like, how does she know Yeah. that she was kidnapped? Like, what would lead you to that idea? And, it, I mean, it goes along with the idea that, like, she could have seen Kate. So, mm-hmm. it is, it's very weird, and it's making me question some things. And the fact that instead of her just being, like, defending herself, she just, like, was like, no, I'm not going to take this anymore, like, bye. Yeah, right. It's, it's odd. I, I just need to see more episodes to figure it out, but... Listen, yeah. I still don't know some of it. <laughs> it's making me question every thought that I have, so... Yeah. yeah. And then we get to 1995. Yes. And, and I think so... this is the first, like... The other two episodes, like, we obviously get a glimpse of, like, 1995 events, but I feel like this one gives us the most information, maybe? Mm-hmm. I feel like we saw a lot more in 1995 this time around than in the other two episodes, which is nice. Yeah. So, um, in this one, it starts off with Janetta stoplight, and then she looks over and she sees Kate in the next car. Yes. And Janetta's kind of, like, freaking out. She, yeah, she's anxious. And 
Kate just like turns around when she stares at like she stares at her and realizes who it is. She like gets out of the car and starts like hitting the car. Yes. And she's like, get out of the car, get out of the car. And I'm just like, oh my god, what is happening right now? Yeah. And like Jeanette doesn't get out of the car, of course. Like she's like freaking out. Right. So Kate gets to her window and she's like accusing her of stealing her life she's telling her like you're gonna come after my parents money now like you're pathetic like she's freaking like she's freaking out on her yeah i thought it was funny that she says that like you're gonna come after my family's money with this lawsuit and i'm like just based on the previous episode it it seemed like what kate was saying wasn't all that truthful Mm-hmm. Just based on, like, her telling the police about it after she saw Jamie and Jeanette kissing. So I'm just kind yeah. of like, you started this by outing Jeanette as someone who saw you. So I'm like, how can you get mad at her if if Jeanette truly didn't see her? I, if Jeanette did see her, I take that back. Because obviously, like, yeah, you should sue mm-hmm. her and all that. But, like... If Jeanette did not see her, then I feel like Kate should not be this, like, wild and, like, freaking out on her because she started it. Yeah. Like, I was just, like, freaking out. I was just like, this is you who started this. Uh Uh-huh. Jeanette's just ending it. Right. She's trying to take care of it. The thing is, like, Jeanette also, um, like, I thought she would be more tough and confident when she saw Kate but instead like you just saw her like freaking out in her car trying to drive away yes I was expecting the same yeah and she actually does pull away like while the light is red and like as this is happening Kate's like yelling at her and she's like yelling that she's trash she's like you're trash Jeanette Turner yeah and I'm just like honestly though she kind of is. I know. <laughs> like, like, all things aside, like, the whole kidnapping thing, like, whether or not she actually did see her, like, she did pretty much steal her life. hmm And it is a bit weird. It's, it's strange that this just kind of fell into her lap. So, yeah. makes me question some things, but... Exactly. I, yeah, I, w- when Jeanette started, like having almost like an anxiety attack I would have to say like in her car because Mm -hmm. of this whole thing I was very surprised because she just seemed very um confident like you said like in the other two episodes like from what we saw she just had like this this vibe about her like she was like this tough girl and then we see her as soon as she sees Kate she freaks out and like all bets are off so I was actually very surprised, like, she reacted that way. Yeah. Um, so, so then we see Jamie being brought home by an officer. And his mom, like, refers to what he was doing as loitering. Like, oh, you're loitering again. And the officer corrects her and says it was stalking, according to Greg Turner, um, mm-hmm. who apparently saw Jamie um, hanging out outside their house. And yeah. Jamie uses the excuse 
of it was a public street. And I'm kind of like, okay, but it's weird if it's the public street that your ex-girlfriend lives on. Like, My question is, like, why do you keep going to her, 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 like, why do you keep going to her street to watch her? Yeah. Like, what are you looking for? Right. What does that bring you by sitting outside her house? Yeah. It's a very interesting uh situation because he was doing that the first episode if i'm correct as well yeah on her birthday yeah so so weird yeah and then we see jeanette watching another news report so nothing shocking there um but the news reporters are expressing how shocked they are that jeanette is actually suing kate and the other reporter has basically says like she's learned that people have no moral compass and she's referring to Jeanette here and how they are basically detrimental to everyone around them. The people that are like Jeanette. And I'm just like, who are you to assume Mm -hmm. that that is the case with her? It's obviously like, you know, we're, we're in 1995 now. So like this, this whole thing has been going on for a year and people have had time to make their like assumptions, but it's like, you're a news reporter. You shouldn't be putting your opinions out there like that. You should be putting exactly. out facts. Facts. It's disgusting. Yep. Um, it's pretty horrible. It's, it's really like, and it's the fact that like everybody sees this, you know? Right. Yeah. It's so public. Everybody's picking up on your opinions and that's what's happening around here. Um, but then we see Vincent at work, and he's, like, dialing on his phone, and we just hear, like, a guy pick up, and he's explaining to the guy that he's nervous about testifying tomorrow, and he's like, you know, like, I know that you talked to Jeanette's lawyer, and that's when we realize it's Ben, Uh and Ben's just like, you need to stop calling, because it's bringing me pain. Right, so something happened. Yeah, I'm like, like Jeanette the reason why you guys aren't talking anymore yeah because because last episode he um they asked like you know do you blame Jeanette for what happened we don't know what that was but that would be a good assumption I'd have to think yeah that's that's what I'm assuming I hope so but um then we see Jeanette cleaning off the van because somebody spray painted lying slam pig. Yes. And um, Greg comes out and asks what it means. It's not an appropriate word. I will not say it. It's also a disgusting word. I wish, I wonder if I could find the description that she uses. The way that she explains it, because she doesn't just outright come out with what it means to mm-hmm. tell her dad. She like has like this very intelligent deep way of describing it and I'm just like she's clearly very intelligent like I feel like we don't really get to see that because it's like summer break like she's not in school but like she she's very eloquent I suppose you could say with like how she speaks um Mm -hmm. but essentially it just means like it's a way to put down women who experience so hard i don't i don't know how she said it but yeah it's a way to put down women um degrading women yes and it's disgusting 
And if you call yeah. anybody that, please don't. Let's not. Please don't. We need to support um, each other. <laughs> exactly. But also just the fact that like the whole time that she's explaining all of this, he's just so calm during the whole yeah. interaction. He and I'm just like he does angry. He doesn't even offer to like help. He's like taking out the trash and then like, oh, <laughs> like what's that? And then she tells him and then he's like okay and leaves and yeah i'm just like what happened to the daddy daughter duo we just saw like a mm-hmm. year and t- a year and a- two years ago it's hard yeah i can't imagine like my dad treating me like that that would be so hard yeah and we see like we see a lot of attitude mm-hmm. between um jeanette and her dad in yeah. 1995 like it's it's horrible it is um, and so later on that day, we see Jeanette flipping through a bunch of different channels on the TV, and she comes across this one channel where this man, who I'm thinking is a comedian of some kind, um, because he's, like, standing on a stage that has, like, this curtain behind him, and he's, like, explaining the Kate and Jeanette situation, and he's just making jokes at Jeanette's expense, of course. Mm-hmm. And she flips to another channel that has, like, a a courtroom TV show where the character on the stand is crying and says, everything this boy said about me are lies. I am not the villain here. I am the victim. And at this point, Jeanette mutes the TV and says, so that's likable, which kind of like a callback from the first episode where the lawyer Mm -hmm. told her, you need to find a way to be more likable from the public. And so this apparently is what she's taking away from the tv show and she starts imitating the character and almost reciting the exact same thing the character said except like obviously um including um things that pertain more so to her situation because obviously kate is the one spreading lies not a boy um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's almost haunting the way that she like stops and she like goes very like stony faced, very serious and just recites this almost like a script. It's so creepy. It is very creepy. And this um, is like some Jacob thing. It is. I'm, I'm sure he does this in his room in his spare time. And <sighs> so she continues to imitate the character and it's like it becomes more and more emotional. Like the first time she Mm -hmm. does it, she's very like actressy. Yes. And then she gets more and more into it and she, um, gets more emotional. You kind of start to see her like cry a little bit. And then she ends with, I'm the victim. And we get like this close up view of her face. And (laughs) it's, I don't know if I should take that as like her trying to convince herself that she's a victim or her restating it so that she she honestly believes herself because she is the victim. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if, like, hearing it from everyone else that she's kind of lost the idea of her being the victim. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not quite sure which, which way I'm supposed to take that. I know, because the thing is, is that, like, we saw Janet in 93 as, like, this little girl who, like, Lots of emotions, everything. And, like, yeah. 95, Jeanette, is, like, stone cold. Yes, she's... Which is understandable with everything she's been through. Absolutely. 
but like also makes it very hard to know what's happening with yeah, her. It's a very unfortunate situation for her to kind of regress. Like she was once somebody had who had so much life in her and now she's like the complete opposite because of what's happened to her. So mm-hmm. it's very hard to imagine that she's kind of become this person instead. Yeah, for sure. And now um, we see, like, Jeanette reading on her floor when Derek comes into the room. And, like, he's been away at college, but he came back for the free laundry. Absolutely. And um, he tells, uh, Jeanette tells him that she saw Kate today. Mm -hmm. And that, like, Kate looked like she wanted Jeanette dead. Yeah. And, like, with reason... (laughs) Right, yeah. Can't blame her. And um, then she brings up, like, a girl, Claire, who from his physics class had called. And uh, he's like, okay. And it leads to Derek suggesting that Jeanette should answer their mom's phone calls. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, why are you ignoring her? And, like, why haven't we seen her yet, you know? Right, because this is the first time I think they even bring her up in 1995. Yeah, like in 1995, Cindy is not mentioned. She's not no. seen. Right. So it's I, quite interesting. I almost wonder if she pulled a Lori, not quite as severe, obviously, because, yeah. you know, Jeanette is very much alive and kicking. Um <laughs> But I wonder if it got to the point where she was just questioning Jeanette so badly and it caused issues between her and Jeanette and her and Greg and Mm -hmm. she just left. Um, I would hate to see that actually happen because it seems like they're, they're a decent looking family, like not looking, but like they're a decent family. They're, Mm -hmm. they're not like the barbers where it's kind of like this facade like they genuinely seem to have like good relationships with each other and they truly care about each other and very close. Yeah. Um so it's it's sad to think like her mom is not at least living with them at this point. So Mhm. Yeah, true. And um then we see Greg watching TV and um Jeanette like says she's going out Mm-hmm. And this is where we get, like, lots of attitude again, lots of, like, coldness, bitterness. Yeah. And he asks, like, is that, like, a good idea? Like, you leaked the lawsuit to the press before they even served Kate, which already was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And, like, now you're doing, like, you're going out, like, on the 4th of July. And she's just like, I'm going to see the fireworks. And, like, she leads. And we see, like, Vincent watching her leave. Yeah. And I also want to make a note of how much her father has changed because, like, Jeanette says, like, oh, I'm going to go to the fireworks. Everyone's going to be there. And he's just, like, not everyone. And he cracks Mm -hmm. open a cold one and continues watching TV. He has, like, no no more concern for his daughter anymore. Um, Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's very hard to watch how much their dynamic has changed. Mm-hmm. So, sure. so then we get to the most interesting part of this episode. I I personally think um, it gives me the chills. Um, and we were talking about this before we yeah. recorded, but 
So I want to make note of this first before I go into this, is that this scene that I'm about to talk about, it transitions very well to um, Mm -hmm. the 1993 scene, which is the the one where Jeanette breaks into Martin Harris's house to get the yearbook for Mallory. So, like, Mm -hmm. you see, like, these different points where... Um, you'll see Jeanette looking out the window in 93 and then she walks away and you're still looking at that window and then you see Jeanette from 1995 bust a hole in it and break into his house. And I love the way that they do these flat, these uh, transitions in all of these episodes. It's very fascinating to me. Anyway, so she breaks into his house and she goes down to the basement and she she notices that the windows are like wired shut um obviously so that kate wouldn't have been able to climb out when she was down there i would assume Mm -hmm. and this instantly gave me just like goosebumps like very creepy that she went down there um and vincent finds her he comes up behind her while she's kind of looking around the basement and Jeanette tells him that when they played hide-and-seek in 93, she came down to the basement and she got this weird feeling like something bad was going to happen. And when she started talking about this, I thought she was going to say that she got this weird feeling like someone was in here with her or something. But not the case. She did not say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she thinks that she unleashed something and she wants to try un- to undo that by like coming back and fixing it. And I'm just kind of like, she describes it as like magical thinking, which I get kind of like Mm -hmm. wishful thinking, but I'm just kind of like, where in your, where do you get the idea that that's going to happen? It's, it's just a weird mindset, I guess. Um, No, for sure. I, I get maybe like when she first came down here, maybe that unleashed something, but like the, the coming back part is the weird part to me of how that would even undo anything. Yeah. It's like the Uno reverse card. Right, yes. If only. And if only. So we we get this point in the in the episode in the scene where it's like going back and forth between a flashback and I'm assuming the flashback is taking place earlier that same day because Vincent's wearing the same exact clothes. Mhm. Um don't quote me on that but I'm pretty sure that's the case here and we see Vincent speaking with Jeanette's lawyer and um, she asks him like have you ever known Jeanette to lie and he says he can't recall a time and um, the man um, with the lawyer begins questioning Vincent saying like he and Mallory were with Jeanette when they first went into Martin Harris's home And he asks if Jeanette has ever gone back into that house. And Vincent, like, asks them, like, did Mallory say something? And I'm just kind of like, okay, so what's Mallory got to do with this? Like, what did she say? Mm -hmm. That's my immediate thought. Um, And they're just like, we we ask the questions here, not you. So then Vincent just says, like, to his knowledge, Jeanette does not go back into the house. Well, obviously, later that day, where we are currently with them in the basement together, he learns that she does in fact go into the basement and 
he asks her like how many times she's been in there and she says a lot because she's addicted to the rush of it and i'm i'm kind of like what rush are you getting the like yeah it's so weird to me and she asks and he kind of like looks at her and she asks is there something else you want to ask me and i feel like she's assuming he would be asking, like, did you know about Kate? Mm-hmm. Um, because I just feel like maybe they didn't have that proper conversation. Like, you know, that, did they really get into it that much when it, was, when it happened? Or, I don't know. But I feel like that would be the only other thing that I could think of. But yeah. I was just like, like, are you asking that? Because you want him to go, like, a specific route? Or are you just asking that, like, in general? Like, what are you... What are you doing? Like, what are you saying? Yeah. I mean, I guess hopefully we find out in episode four. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, So that is how episode three ends. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, have questions. (laughs) Still don't know really what's going on half the time. Um, but I um, I think the thing that just really caught my eye and that I haven't been able to let go of is, like, are we ever going to see a Widow's Fall reference again? Because I just mm-hmm. find it... I find it interesting that she chose, like, the yearbook to give to Mallory as, like, the the peace offering so I'm like are we going to be able to see like that brought up again um or is there going to be some kind of like hint or I don't know something that that makes that uh interesting to like call back to in future episodes Mm -hmm. um but with that being said um I don't think many of my predictions have changed or any of my thoughts I I truly still think that Jeanette did not see Kate I, mm-hmm. I, I think we mentioned in the last episode about the whole mirror theory. Like maybe Kate thought that she saw her. I don't know. Because, I. Yeah, I I don't think the way that Jeanette acts makes her seem like somebody who would just let somebody rot in a basement. Yeah. So. No, for sure. Um. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Jeanette saw her. Yeah. But I don't know if maybe Kate did see her. And Jeanette, like, I think they're both right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be, that would make a lot of sense, I think. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like both of them are very much, like, uh, strong in their opinions of what happened mm-hmm. and I suppose like Kate if she is only saying that because of the whole Jamie and Jeanette thing she wouldn't really want to like take it back because it would make her look bad but like if she maybe she maybe maybe following this theory maybe she thinks Jeanette saw her or maybe she saw Jeanette and and like through the two-way mirrors whatever and maybe she realized like Jeanette couldn't see her 
but once she saw Jamie and Jeanette kiss, she kind of took that as her opportunity to be like, I can pin this on her. Yeah. So maybe that's a thing. Maybe she's aware that Jeanette didn't see her, but she knows that she was there in some way. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's what I'm going to go with at this point. And mm-hmm. I just want to, but I also want to know how she got the necklace too. I'm I'm not quite sure how she would get that. Maybe Kate broke into her house. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. So, for uh, before we end the episode, we have two questions. Um, the first is, why does Jeanette get a rush from going to Harris's house? What are your thoughts? Anything? Honestly, my thoughts are not good thoughts. Oh, dear. Like, I really think something is happening there. Uh-huh. Do I want it to happen? No. No. Do I think it's happening? Probably. Are you talking about inappropriate relations? Yes. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. I. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I almost wonder if it's, like, connected to that in a way of, like, the way that Jeanette thinks of it is like I'm the one who escaped that like I avoided that of what happened to Kate despite her being connected with Harris that could be interesting because I mean Jeanette is clearly showing us like she's breaking out of her shell in 1993 so it could escalate very quickly I guess Mm -hmm. that's the thing so like uh, I don't know. It's, hopefully. it's too crazy. And I, I, yeah. I don't, I personally do not know the answer to this. Yeah. Watching everything. I, I hope we get an answer. I hope it's not just like they, like she says she has a rush from it and then we don't approach it again. Like I really truly hope we find that out because that could be interesting. I don't necessarily want it to be what we're talking about, but I want an answer so yeah I like things to be concrete mm -hmm. and now the second question is do we think that the reason why Ben was angry with Jeanette from last episode is because she maybe outed him and Vincent I could see it I could see it as well I can really see that being the reason now that we know their secret definitely because I mean that is something I feel like you could you would have the right to hold a grudge towards somebody like that's a very private Mm -hmm. thing and nobody else should be able to do that except for yourself um, when you're comfortable so I and, and the way they framed it too last episode was like he he ultimately does say that he blamed her, but he doesn't seem like he has, like, a grudge or, like, this huge vengeance against her. Like, it's something he's kind of, like, I guess accepted that it happened. But, mm-hmm. I feel, yeah, I feel like that could be, like, what they were referring to um, now that we've seen, like, Ben and Vincent have this little relationship. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing how both of those questions develop. 
because I hate not knowing what's going on. Um, it's so annoying. It it really is. I'm, I just want to know. In in the age of like Netflix, I am not used to watching shows like an episode once a week. That that's not something I've done in like years. I binge watch things, so like this is a struggle for me. Not just like pushing next episode each week. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, so um. Make sure that you share your thoughts with us on Twitter by tweeting or DMing us at the 90s narrative. Um, also, make sure you check out the account because I put a lovely photo of me um, from when I was like 14 yes. comparing myself to Jeanette. It is wild, you guys. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize I looked so much like her until I put it side by side and it makes me uncomfortable now a little bit um so make sure to check that out um we appreciate all feedback as long as it is spoiler free please don't be that person yes um we want to enjoy the the show um from our own perspective at our own pace so please do not try and ruin that for us Um, But thank you for joining us this week, and be sure to check back with us next week when we discuss episode four.